Welcome back to Tom Chat. I'm Tom Sherlock. Hey, you can find me at uh, Twitter at underscore Tom Sherlock. I don't know if I've mentioned that before, uh, but I'd love to keep the conversation going um, whenever we have a chance uh, to do that. I wanted to come on here this week and talk to you about anxiety. Yeah, kind of a kind of a heavy a heavy big topic to talk about. So I'll tell you what anxiety has been for me. For me, anxiety has been um, so much nervousness and fear of change, and so much um, fear of uh, just of growing, fear of going outside, fear of uh, being with people. Um, fear that I'm never going to be okay. Um, a, a lot of fear. That's what anxiety has been for me. Um, let's talk about like, but think about like what what's making you anxious? Because a lot of times um, we make up stories in our head that um, things are going to be a lot worse than they actually are. And we get really anxious and it causes physical manifestations of anxiety, like tight and shallow breathing, rapid heartbeat, tightening of muscles and things like that, which make us even more uncomfortable. And then we're even more anxious, right? At least that's what happens to me. So I want to tell you about some common causes of anxiety Obviously, stress. We feel stress when we're feeling anxious. People say I'm scared. People mostly just say I'm feeling stressed, I think, than they do get down to like I'm afraid of something, which is a big component of anxiety. But uh, you could have st stress from like work or school or or stress around people. Um, you um, another common cause is emotional trauma. I've had emotional trauma that's definitely been um, a cause of anxiety for me. And that anxiety, really what it is for me, is like the younger kid version of me letting me know, and this happens when I'm sleeping a lot, This I have a lot of trouble with sleeping, um, letting me know, hey, something's wrong and I, I need to resolve this. And I have to kind of check in, you know, the next morning and say, hey, younger version of me, let's have this conversation on my time during the day so that it's not going to interrupt, you know, my sleep at night. Um, that's kind of the way like anxiety works in like a trauma brain. At least that's how it works in my trauma brain. And so I have to, um, I have to really be mindful and take care of myself, check in with myself throughout the day to prevent that from happening during my sleep, or I'm not going to be able to sleep. Does anybody else have that kind of issue like where you can get to sleep okay and then and then something just comes up that maybe was unresolved from the day or from the day before sometimes it takes me a couple of days to really feel emotional effects of some things and i think that's also a trauma brain related thing um you could have anxiety from having financial concerns um worried about your health worried about covid right um, worried that the that the country's falling apart. Worried that the world's falling apart. Um, we had our record high number of cases for a Sunday of COVID today, and as soon as I read that, I felt pretty anxious. Um, our deaths here in northern in in Utah in general are are high, and our our hospital hospitalization rates are high. That's that that's going to cause a lot of anxiety for people. Um, if you have a big thing coming up. 
a big event, a big talk. You've got a test at school, something coming up, um, changing of jobs. Those are all anxiety-fueling situations. Um, do you drink? Do you, do you use any drugs? Do you use any stimulants? Stimulants can really cause anxiety. Um, and not even just if you're using them incorrectly. You know, I think being on stimulants, um, you know, and taking them as directed, we're generally warned by our doctors that this could increase anxiety. And, you know, drinking too much caffeine. I drink a lot of Diet Coke. And uh, drinking too much caffeine can definitely increase your anxiety. Lack of oxygen. You get anxious. I mean, there are so many different reasons you could be anxious. Um, so kind of find out what that is for you. What does that look like for you? And let me tell you about some treatment issues if you have anxiety um because because there's stuff you can do for yourself i have had um such crippling anxiety that um i haven't been able to even be assertive with my communication with people um if i if if i experiencing too much anxiety then i'm actually feeling anxiety telling you right now about my anxiety to be honest with you i have a little bit of little bit of tremors in the fingers thinking about it and my arms are a little tense because this is a hard topic to talk about and that's why I'm doing it so I think when there's so many things you can do for your anxiety though and one of them is maintaining a positive attitude and don't don't brush me off and say power positive thinking is garbage because you get to choose how you're gonna start your day and um, look, if that's fake it till you make it and that gives you a whole day's worth, awesome. If that means that for an hour you were in a good mood and then it started going down, at least you had that hour. But start with a positive attitude when you wake up and, and see how far that can get you. Make sure you're getting enough sleep. That's a huge deal. When you don't have enough sleep, your body is not rested. When your body's not rested, you're not going to be able to get rid of anxiety. If your body is completely comfortable, you know, um, then you're 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 going to have a hard time getting anxious because your body's very comfortable. Learn another one, like learn what's making you anxious, and you know, address those situations. If something that's making you anxious is money and budgeting, the budgeting would be something that you would want to do for that, then budget. Sit down, um, not even just once a week, sit down every few days if it's really, if you really have a lot of anxiety and map out how the next few days of spending are going to look like. So you kind of know what money's coming in and what money's coming out. A lot of anxiety is not knowing the situation and not having enough information. And so we start um, making thinking errors like catastrophizing things or or 100% certainty that this is going to fail and this is going to go this certain way and there's nothing I can do about it. And getting all the information will kind of help you out in that type of situation. Uh, being mindful is a good one and mindfulness is huge. So practice relaxation techniques. Um, practice breathing. There are free breathing apps. I'm, I'm sorry I'm not as familiar on the, the Google Play Store and the Android uh, phones, but um, I know that on the Apple Store, because um, I have an iPhone, I think there, there I mean, I, there's tons of breathing apps. There's breathing apps, there's meditation apps. You can do mindful meditations that are free on YouTube. You can just look them up 
and you can just kind of, it'll instruct you to just lay down, turn everything else off, and just kind of listen to it, let it guide you through stuff. Um, throughout the day, I suggest checking in with yourself with questions like, what's my emotion right now? What emotion am I feeling? What's my energy? One to ten. How do I feel uh, energy-wise? Am I at like a two? If so, at what? why? And should I fix it? You know, it, just like check your energy level. And um, give yourself a positive affirmation. You know, maybe it's been a rough day and you can say, well, I'm smart. And I like that I'm smart, even though I'm struggling today. I like that I'm smart. And give yourself those chances to kind of give yourself a little victory and check in with yourself. It's so it's so important to um, to breathe and be mindful, to live in the now. A lot of anxiety is worrying about um, something that's happened in the past or something that's going to happen and then what happens is you know if today's a sunday and you're worried about uh something that's coming up uh you have a court date or something that's coming up on a tuesday or you're starting a new job on wednesday you're gonna miss the rest of sunday and monday um getting worrying about that point and there's so many things that can happen sunday and monday and we only have one life so those were your only that that was your only Sunday and your only Monday of that week. And so you want to be present for the people around you and for your own health. It's really important. So here's the deal. You should see a doctor if your anxiety is so bad that it's interfering with your daily tasks. Um, if if you have uh, if you're really like getting depressed, if you're really having like. If you have like a history of anxiety, this is something that hasn't gone away and you've tried these things, you should probably see a doctor. And if you're having panic attacks, super short breathing, um, you can't make your thoughts uh, connect to each other. If you're having those, you should see a physician at that point too, because it's important to realize that there there's a component to this that is stuff you can do for yourself. But if this is so bad that you can't take care of it, um, don't be afraid to ask for help. That's a big thing to be able to do that. So let's talk about the anxiety triad. This is a thing that I learned in therapy that I really want to share with you. Now, if you have a piece of paper or if you have um, uh, the, your notes on your phone, a piece of paper might be better. You could kind of make this triangle. Um, but if not, and you're just listening in your car, or you're just listening uh, where you can't do that, then just kind of imagine a triangle, okay? So, this is the anxiety triad. The top point of your triangle is going to be cognitive. So, your cognitive, this is, this is your thoughts, basically. These are thoughts that we have that cause us anxiety. Um, like I said earlier, catastrophizing, 100% um, probability that something's going to go a certain way. Uh, black and white thinking, thinking errors go in here that cause us anxiety. Okay, then we talk about what can we do to alleviate these thoughts? What can we do to change these thoughts? We can use um, cognitive behavior therapy. We can use Socratic questioning um, I'll do a whole uh, podcast on Socratic questioning, so if you want to look it up, look it up for now, but um, I'll get to it later. But basically what I'm saying is challenge your thoughts. Um, see, if you think, oh man, I have a, I'm really, really anxious because I'm starting a new job on Wednesday, and um, I'm pretty sure I'm underqualified for this, and no one's going to like me, and 
you know, you get into those type of situations. Well, what evidence do you think that nobody's going to like you? And what evidence do you have that you're underqualified? Have you been hired for the job? I mean, there's just ways you can you can challenge your thoughts. So now let's go down the left side of that triangle, and we're going to get into that bottom left-hand point, which is going to be physiological. So your body can cause you a ton of anxiety. If your heart rate is too fast, if your breathing is shallow, I get tightness in my jaw. Like how many times do you notice you're clenching your jaw? And um, tightness in my muscles, I get it in my biceps, I get it in my shoulders. Um, headaches are another thing that causes anxiety. Those are things that we get from anxiety and things that cause us anxiety. So what can we do for the physiological symptoms of anxiety? Like I said earlier, being mindful. We need to ground ourselves. We need to self-regulate ourselves. We need to make sure we're eating right. We're sleeping enough. We're taking deep breaths. Four seconds in, hold it for a sec, go back down four seconds. Focus on your breathing. I've had panic attacks before that I've been able to work through. And I mean, I've had multiple of these that I've been able to work through just by breathing in and then breathing out. Four seconds in, four seconds out for me. And I do it over and over. And I've done that. I've had anxiety leaving my job um, at the end of the day at the hospital, getting into the car, driving home and getting home. And all I did that whole time for myself while I was doing all that driving was count four seconds in, four seconds out with my breath. And my um, anxiety had gone down a ton by the time I had gotten home. It's only five, six minutes from there to my house. I imagine, uh, you know, I, I could, uh, could, if I were living further away, maybe I'd have different results because, yeah, but, but I think it worked really well for me. And so, okay, anxiety triads, we've got cognitive or our thoughts at the, at the top. We've got physiological in the bottom left-hand corner. Now let's go around to completely complete the triangle over here. We've got this bottom right-hand corner. That's going to be our behavior. These are things to notice um, that, that happen when you have anxiety. So the biggest thing that happens for me is isolation. I am isolating myself from other people. I am isolating myself uh, from whatever's causing me anxiety. I'm running away from filling out that application. I'm running away from answering my phone or answering a text. Um, I'm avoiding people as much as possible. And then another one is um, kind of reassurance seeking. Um, I don't feel comfortable enough with myself. And so now I'm out there fishing for you know, enough about me. What do you think about me? Types of type of situations. And, um, I'm not really comfortable with myself. So what can we do? What, you know, think about what behaviors you have, um, that, that would fit into this anxiety triad. What, what are some things you could do for these? Well, I got to tell you the greatest thing you can do for yourself is to be vulnerable be vulnerable. Get out there. Talk to people. You don't have to make a podcast like this. I know. I Look, here's the deal. I make this podcast for myself. 
and I, I want it to be kind of a celebration of all the things I've learned this year. And I want it to be kind of like a connection between hum humans and, and filling my spiritual cup through connections with humanity. But I'm aware that I'm doing this bare bones. Now, I love that I'm doing it bare bones. This this gives me goosebumps to even be able to do this. And I'm very... So, I you know, there are some things that I can improve with my podcast, but I'm very comfortable with how it's doing um, because it's filling my need. And so if somebody said to me, um, I really like your podcast, um, that's that's awesome that somebody's saying that. If I feel that I really like my podcast, that's the most important thing. So be vulnerable. Get out there. Talk to people. Tell someone you're struggling. Tell someone what you're feeling like isolating. And then another thing that I've been doing is find safe opportunities to be uncomfortable. So this would be hard for me to do in front of uh, a group of people having this talk about anxiety. This is less hard for me to do sitting in front of my computer. So I'm being vulnerable in this situation in front of the computer, and I'm taking the opportunity to talk about anxiety and to talk about struggles that I've gone through with all of these episodes. And um, I, this is a pretty safe environment for me to do it. Once I send it off into the void of the internet, it's a little less, less safe, because then I'm like, wow, that's out there, especially my little intro episode where I just get to talk about all the therapy I've been in this year. Um, wow, that's out there now, right? That's crazy, but that's that that's good. But that gives me the feeling of it's out there, it's real, it's no longer just an idea I'm sharing with people. Um, I'm being vulnerable. So there's some stuff you can do for the behavior. So your cognitive or your thoughts at the beginning, at the top, sorry, your physiological at the left-hand side, left point of the triangle, and your behavior at the right point of the triangle. You've just made an anxiety triad. So let's talk about how they interact with each other. If you're having um, shallow breathing and you're really stressed out, then you're showing physiological signs of anxiety. So then what happens is you start thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, am I okay? Um, do I have COVID? Do I have a health issue? What's happening? Now you're, you've moved into this cognitive area from the physiological area and now you're going, well, I'm too scared to know if I'm having COVID. I'm not going to go get a test. I'm not going to call a doctor. I'm not going to do any of that. And so you're not taking care of that. Now you're into the behavior section. And now, you, because you're not going to the doctor, now you're having headaches all the time. And you can't figure out what's going on. And it's just going in this pattern. All three of these, the cognitive, physiological, and behavioral aspects of anxiety, interact with each other. They're all married to each other. But here's the cool thing. This is the big deal about the anxiety triad, as it's been explained to me by a wonderful therapist, is that if you dispute any one of these elements of the anxiety triad, the whole structure is weakened. If you can thought challenge, if you can challenge your thoughts, if you can get rid of that catastrophizing, if you can get rid of that 100% possibility that I'm going to fail thought, you've weakened the anxiety triad. All of a sudden, you may not move into having tightness in your jaw because you're worried about it. Or you may not move in, into avoiding actually taking care of the situation. So all you have to do is use any of the coping strategies 
that follow under these. Now, it's also important to state that you want to make sure you're using the correct coping strategies for the correct situation. If you're avoiding things, if you're just avoiding things and you're grounding yourself, that's great that you're grounding yourself, but it seems like you kind of need to talk to somebody and maybe grounding yourself will be a step to that. But if you're really just isolating, you're at a situation where you kind of need to tell someone and you kind of need to get vulnerable in that situation. Now, there's other things you can do too, but you, that that's not a situation where um, really your um, four seconds in, four seconds out is going to help you stop isolating. If, I know for me, it's going to make me just stay on the couch, nice and relaxed and avoiding everything. Um, you, um, you, know, you, you don't want to use um, thought challenges um, when your jaw is super stressed, super, super tight and you're anxious in that type of situation. I mean, sure. Why is my jaw? Why is my jaw tight is a thing. But your problem is that your jaw is tight. Relax your jaw. Ground yourself. Do some breathing. Be, get comfortable. Sit in a comfortable position. Lay down. Take a 10 minute break. Turn the lights off. Do what you have to do. Um, mine is 10 minutes laying face down when I'm having, you know, tightness, headaches, vision issues, things that can happen from anxiety. Thought challenging can come once I've once I've taken care of that. But that's going to be reserved for the cognitive aspect of the anxiety triad. One thing that I've learned is that I um, early in therapy was given coping skills for many different things. And I would latch on to one of those coping skills. And we'll say coping skills are like a tool that you put in your toolbox. I would get one coping skill, get so excited about it, and I would try to fix everything with that. But what would happen if you tried to fix, like build something or fix something, a project, a doghouse or something, with just a hammer? Like all of a sudden you're trying to use a hammer to fix something that needs a screwdriver to go with it another coping skill you're using a hammer to try to fix something that needs to be you know um, fastened together another coping skill so make sure that you're using the correct coping skill for the the correct um, spot of the anxiety triad that you're on that's very important and then let's talk about a couple of quotes that are really cool um that uh, i want to i want to let you uh these, this is this is easy. This is a quick Google search of, you know, a hundred quotes to like make you feel less anxious. And these are always really good to kind of help ground you. So how about nothing diminishes anxiety faster than action from Walter Anderson, right? You're isolating. You don't want to fill out that application. Um, and so you go, you do it. You just finally do it. And that's it. Uh, Mel Robbins has this five second rule uh, where it's kind of like NASA. It's five, four, three, two, one, blast off or act. When you get to like act, that's when you just do it. You're laying in bed. You don't want to get up for the day. Five, four, three, two, one, do it. And um, you can use five, four, three, two, one to overcome your anxiety too. All you have to do, five, four, three, two, one, act, do something about it. Um, Danielle Laporte has one too. Uh, P.S. You're not going to die. Here's the white hot truth. If you go bankrupt, you'll still be okay. If you lose the gig, the lover, the house, 
you'll still be okay. If you sing off key, get beat by the competition, have your heart shattered, get fired, it's not going to kill you. Ask anyone who's been through it. And I can tell you as somebody who's been through a lot of, a lot of anxiety, it's not going to kill you. Um, Wayne Dyer has, you can't always control what goes on outside, but you can always control what goes on inside. Uh, in the book that I mentioned to you last podcast episode, The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse by Charlie McKessie, there is a, a page in there that says, isn't it interesting that we can only see the outside considering everything that goes on happens on the inside? And I find that to be a pretty awesome quote. And then um, I just kind of want to leave you with this. It's okay to be scared. Being scared means you're about to do something really, really brave. Now, if you've ever listened to Brene Brown talk about vulnerability, if you've ever talked, if you've ever listened to Brene Brown on on those awesome Oprah sessions, if you've listened to anything, and you know what? If you haven't listened to Brene Brown, go get you some Brene Brown in your life. Brave. Bravery is a word that I want you to try out. When somebody goes out on a limb and creates something, tell them they're brave. Try that on for size. I don't think we're letting people know how brave they are um, and how much it's impacting us, especially in a situation uh, like we have in America in the year 2020. Sometimes we'll say, well, you're braver than I am. There's no way I'd be able to do that. But keep that off. Keep that Keep that last end off the part. Just say, oh my gosh, you're so brave to have done that. And just leave it at that and see what happens. See how that serves you. And um, honestly, it's hard to talk about anxiety, especially for 25, 26 minutes to you guys. But I want you to try out some coping skills and hit me up at underscore Tom Sherlock on Twitter and let me know um, you know, what's working for you. And until next time, this has been Tom Chat. See you guys. Oh, guess what? It's not the end. It's look how far we've come.